welcome back to another episode of the eight tracks cassettes and stereos podcast as always you can find the eight tracks cassettes and stereos podcast on both spotify and apple podcast every other friday and on instagram as well at eight tracks cassettes and stereos my name's nick what's up guys it's mike Mike, back in the desert. The long, uh, the wagon train is finally pulled into the station. And you're back in the old AZ. It's, uh, I just want to make sure I'm correct on the temperature right now. Um, yesterday was 114. The real feel right now is 111. <laughs> back on the surface of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see it. Well, do you want to maybe start by uh, recapping the uh, what'd you say three day long road trip with uh, Dad and the old uh, the old dog across the country? The old diglet. Yeah. Yeah. Give the uh, uh, give the listeners a little taste of what the uh, car ride experience is like. Yeah. So you know, I got my uh, my car playlist. It's uh, twenty one hours and thirty five minutes of music. So I cranked that on. We finished it with about two hours left of the trip. Had a boy. That was the first um, time you guys finished it, right? I've never listened to it forwards and back. I mean, I've listened to every single song in the playlist before because I've made it. I made it like it doesn't. I don't think it tells me on the phone how many how many years ago I made it. But I made it in like 2015. Well, 2016. Summer Pokemon Go came out. Yeah. I made it originally as a Pokemon An Go An iconic summer, needless to say, when Pokemon yeah. Go came out. So it was Highlight. 2016, Pokemon Go. That's why it's called Car Playlist, because we were listening to it in the car. But I took out some of the Mimi songs, like the Pokemon theme song was in there. And uh, <laughs> Took out some of the Mimi songs. There's two Mimi songs. This other, the one Mimi song I have to take out right now is it's Dixie D'Amelio's Be Happy because that was a total meme. You know, a year, a year or two ago, a Dixie, you're weird. I'm removing your song right now from the playlist. It's about the D'Amelios. Listen, she seems really nice. The song sucks. I don't know if you guys have ever heard it. The song is trash. It was in there just so people would be like, why is this in here? The second song that's a meme that has every business being in the playlist is banana phone by Rafi. And if you guys don't know, banger. banana phone, absolute banger. Yeah. Listen to it. It's unbelievable. Uh, major throwback. Rafi is like the Paul McCartney, John Lennon of, of children's, children's music. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, it's great. And it's in there for, Every reason, but you know, I, I describe it as, I mean, for example, I'm looking through it. I got, I got some Aerosmith, some nineties Aerosmith, you know, I got ACDC. We got a little Almond brothers, um, your bad company, Bachman Turner overdrive. It's got, you know, Bob Seger, Bon Jovi, Boston, Bruce, Chicago, so it's uh, just all over the place. It's yeah, got all Korean, kinds of jams to keep it, you going. It's got anywhere from like Black Sabbath to Elvis. And everything in between. Yeah. And I th- the most modern stuff is like Bastille, like Pompeii. Um, Banger. 
and uh, flaws, and uh, the oldest has got to be probably like Elvis. But you know, it's it's just good driving music. You turn it on, it's just good vibes. Um, it's got some '70s Genesis in there, just in case you want to get weird in the car. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just in case you want to vibe with Peter Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got some western, some western music, some highwayman. Um, it's just, it's good. It's good vibes. And then we, uh, we listened to, uh, a Grateful Dead show. I put on, um, I put on the Cow Palace, Daily City, California, 323, 74. 74. 1974. Yeah, 1974. It was good. I haven't listened to it all the way through yeah, in a while, but you know, it was good. It was, it was a vibe. We stopped, uh, we got McDonald's two days. I got a Big Mac. It was pretty good. Um, stayed in some hotels with the dog. Uh, I tried Milo's iced tea for the first time when I was in Texas. Milo's is the ultimate sweet tea. Interesting. The best sweet tea. If you guys it. have never had Milo's before, find a way to get it. It's unbelievable. It'll change your life. Um, and it's the third time I've made the trip. You know, we went to Uranus. <laughs> it's off of I-40, just past St. Louis. And if you're if you're driving down I-44 on the way after St. Louis, like going to like Joplin, Missouri, you'll see signs for it. Stop at Uranus. It's a little. It's like literally right off the highway. There's a fudge factory. I swear to God. You gotta pack the fudge. It you know. Sounds weird, but it's actually really good and it's worth the trip. It's hilarious. You got some and merch this time. Dude, there was like 300 people there. It was packed. And I got a I got a coffee mug. Um, it's on Route 66, so it's like pays tribute to like the crazy Route 66 stores. Oh and then Yeah, I mean, it's the third time I've done it, and you kind of dread doing it, but then once you're on the road, you're like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. You're going down the road feeling bad. I'm always going down the road feeling bad. But it, it's a lot of miles, and it's a lot of miles on the car. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, but yeah, we we left like 93 degree heat and 50% humidity. And now I'm here and it's 114 with like 5% humidity. So you really got to pick and choose what you like better. You can roast a, uh, roast an egg on the, uh, on the driveway. Neil's to say, yeah. boy. Yeah. And then it was like 114 all day. We, we broke out the grill and then. Took the stakes on as soon as a monsoon hit. So, you know, you get super hot temperatures, but then like super crazy storms within five minutes. For sure. So, yeah. yeah. Sounds like you're settling in, Neil's to say. No, it's only been a couple of days, but uh, glad you made it back safe. Same. Yeah, I start, uh, I, I, my first contract day is tomorrow. So, I've been in the school the past two days just walking Getting around. Getting reacquainted. Yeah, but I, I got to go in and actually do stuff tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I know we just saw each other not too long ago before you bounced, but uh, Neil's to say the last couple of weeks have been uh, tough, and that's putting it lightly. I, uh, I've i gotten absolutely hosed because of work. I didn't leave my apartment for like two weeks. The golf game is just in absolute shambles. I stink right now. Ever since I got drilled in the back when we were at the club like a month ago i've just been just pure trash 
I've had one, I had one good round at Chick Evans with Danny, um, Danny and Murr and Kalen, but pretty much other than that, I've just been, I've been dog shit, but my, uh, things are my starting. Last two rounds were atrocious. Yeah, I'm I'm garbage right now. I'm hoping that this is just like me getting all the bad rounds out now before the uh, golf trip in a couple weeks that I've mentioned. But uh, yeah, needless to say, I'm I'm going back out this weekend to try and uh, right the ship. But I'm I'm pure trash. I can't. I don't think I can get any lower, which is a good thing. So only up from here. All about positive vibes. My uh, um, my last round was pretty decent. I listened to uh, the professor's advice. Gave me some advice on hitting my irons, and it was pretty good. But my putting, I I couldn't even hit like the side of a a car. Yeah, putting is probably like the only thing that's working for me right now. Everything is just you know, pure trash. So we'll see how she goes. But yeah, like I said, things are turning around a little bit. Was at a uh, wedding over the a couple weeks ago. By the time you guys listen to this episode, but uh, special shout out to uh, Danny and Murr getting hitched. Wedding was a banger. It's essentially a uh, Arlington Heights and Arlington Heights and uh, U of I reunion. So got the old crew back together. It's a great time out at uh, Poplar Creek. Naturally, golf before I was pure trash, but you know the main focus was just making sure that uh, Danny had a good time, which he did. Yeah. So yeah, spe- wanted to give them a special shout out. Um, and then you know hubs are just on an absolute heater right now. But, you know, don't want him to sell, want him to actually try and go for it. I, you know, I don't think I can mentally handle another trade deadline where they just know. trade the everybody. Angels came out and said they're not trading Otani. So you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, well, we'll see. Not knock on wood. They keep the good vibes rolling. I'm uh, I got like four, five, maybe more games left in the season that I'm going to. So need to see some more wins. And I wanted to make sure I gave a special shout out to the old, uh, the master bony, the master boner, Mike's new favorite player. Blown, <laughs> we went to a Cubs the game. Beef, the Buona beef. The Buona beef. Yeah, we went to a Cubs game before Mike headed back to the Arizona, and I, I think, I think we broke the guy in front of us because we were just memeing master bony. <laughs> and if you're not a Cubs fan, this guy, until recently when he started hitting a little bit better, was hitting like a buck fifty and was getting two fifteen now. A stupid amount of playing time. So uh, he has three RBIs. He's hitting a little bit better now. now. He's hitting a little better. So we saw one of his RBIs. The other two RBIs came literally the next day. I know he's he's hot right now. What can I say? The old master boner. RBIs have happened within the last week. For sure. So. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all the uh, random shenanigans I got going on, I guess, as it pertains to the music. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the last few weeks of our concert recaps with, uh, you know, Dead and Co. and Noblesville and then Dave Matthews Band, Northerly Island, and then the Taylor Swift recap from KC and the banter there. Um, you know, I think that was a good it was good to get those uh, those demons out, you know, get it out in the open, beef a little on the pod. So hopefully you guys all enjoyed that. Um, I. I think I'm just, you know, I'm not crazy about Taylor Swift. I I oh, enjoy her. I enjoy her music. Okay. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I've always been a fan. Okay. I'm just not, you know, I'm not crazy about her music. I, I, some of, you know, some of the albums I don't really get. Some of them I'm a big fan of. Like I really like Lover and 
and you know some of the earlier stuff and folklore is okay but some of the other albums i just i guess i just don't get i'm not crazy about the you know taylor swift army either hopefully and we didn't you know i'm not offending anybody here but i think it was good to get the uh you know get the other side of the perspective on the pod so hopefully you guys enjoyed that um and then yeah i mean other than that i'm in kind of a rut right now um listening to some dead here and there and some yacht rock still carrying carrying the vibes from the past couple of months and over the summer but i did want to just call out one um one thing it's a podcast started listening to recently you know i'm a big rick rubin guy as you guys probably know from uh me shouting out broken record podcast and whatnot but he just started a new show this summer called tetragrammaton it's kind of all over the place. It's not just music. It's like music, pop culture, sports. He's just interviewing all kinds of random people. Uh, like this week, he interviewed Chris Chelios, uh, former Chicago Blackhawk, NHL Hall of Famer. So, but then he interviews guys like, um, you know, Jimmy Iovine, and then, you know, who's the producer of a lot of Tom Petty albums. Um, but then he also interviewed our guy John Mayer. So, you know, I had to make sure I listened to that episode and honestly it was very very cool learned a lot about him great listen for a music nerd like myself um because that's what i am at heart but i mean i think i just i learned a lot about like who he is his musical style um how he used music as an escape during his childhood um but also like about his songwriting process and how he's like very business-like about it um so you know I don't know if you ended up listening to it. I know I gave you that uh, that wreck, but if you haven't listened to it, I would highly recommend. Again, the show's called Tetragrammaton. You can find it on any podcasting network, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Um, but I know you've mentioned this and we've said this when we were doing the Dead & Co. recap, but it's kind of crazy how much better of a musician he's gotten. And he even admits that mm-hmm. during the show. Um, but also just how like nobody really gave him a chance when they found out he was going to be joining like Bob and Mickey yeah. and Bill Kreutzman. And then like the complete 180. Now that they're done touring, everyone's like, he's the man. People still crap on him. And yeah. so when we got back the that first night, we watched uh, the Grateful Dead movie Dead Ahead. It's a. Uh, it's like a compilation of their October 30 and 31st show in 1980 at Radio City Music Hall. And my dad was like, he's like, John Mayer is so much better than Jerry Garcia. And I'm like, <laughs> he's completely jumped the, sh- <laughs> jumped the shark on it now. <laughs> he was like rocking out too, which I thought was pretty funny. But he's like, he just very casually looked at me and said that he thinks John Mayer is better than Jerry Garcia. And I'm like, you know well, what, as a... As a like technical guitar player, like listen, if I if I'm just going to a concert and I I was talking to actually Big Rye about this, Ryan, I was like, you know, I I kind of think I like the way John Mayer sounds because I think it's more like put together and not like all across the board, all across the fretboard. Like it seems like John Mayer when he solos, it's more like put together. Nothing wrong with like Jerry Garcia. It's just more abstract and out there. But the thing to like date it back to is, and to always remember is, okay, does John Mayer sound better? 
sure. But he got better at by that listening to Jerry Garcia, and listening to his music. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. it's, it's more of like that, you know, like John Mayer, like whatever the saying is, like Jerry walked so yeah, John Mayer could John run a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And like, does John have a better voice? Yes. John Mayer's got a better voice, but there's still a Grateful Dead. Uh, musicians count like countlessly say that they're the best American rock band of all time for playing for. I got to think about it. 95 was the end. That's like 40 years, 30, 30, 40 years, almost. 30 something years. Yeah. And then they're still carrying the music on today. So I think it's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, course he, together he talks right about now. it a lot during the, during the pod about how it's just like, yeah. it took him a long time to just like get into them. Like when he grew up, he was much more of like a Stevie Ray Vaughan, like classic blues yeah. guy. He didn't like the Grateful Dead at all. But then just like over the course of time, he started listening to them more. And like, you know, that's and by listening to them, he became a better guitar player. And like he even admitted, like when he first started touring with Dead and Company, like he was very nervous. And like he would tell Bob Weir, like, hey, like I can't play that song tonight because it's completely out of my repertoire. And like the vocal range of Jerry Garcia is also much different than Higher. than his vocal range too. Yeah. So like it took him a long time to learn how to, you know, mm-hmm. play within the style, but also just like play his guitar in that same style as well. So yeah. John you know, Mayer's got a more bluesy voice and like Jerry Garcia's it's not like, it's more of like a folky yeah. rock. Yeah, for sure. So more like pop, I'd say, well, and Jerry Garcia is also like a band. He's he he started off as a banjo player, so a lot of his musical, uh, pl- like playing style comes back comes down from the being like a trained banjo player, for sure. So, which is also why it sounds weird. I mean, it makes sense with his like guitar playing style, though. Like, kind of knowing that's his roots, kind of makes sense. But yeah, yeah. I mean, needless to say. I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Definitely excited to see him in October when he's coming back to the UC. Just to like now, having seen him with Dead and Company, to see the you know him on his own, and he talks about that too. Not to continue down the uh, John Mayer rabbit hole, but he talks about like being nervous going back on tour and if like people were going to accept him and and how the tour was going to go, and it was so successful in the spring that that's why he extended it into the fall after the dead and company tour was over. So yeah. Yeah. Neil say it was fun listening to that. Got me even more pumped for October. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess not to, like I said, just keep talking dead and, uh, John Mayer, we could probably do that for forever. You want to get into a little vinyl Friday recap from the last yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. So we got some two good ones here. One we've released already. One will be released by the time you listen to this show. Um, we could probably start with the March 1974 hit On the Border by the Eagles. I'd say definitely inspired by our uh, rabbit hole on uh, during episode 13 that we went down. Pretty much immediately after we recorded that episode, I just went and did a deep dive on the Eagles, getting back into that since I hadn't listened to them in a while. Mm-hmm. Um but just to give a couple of quick hitting facts, like I said, released March 1974. And in my opinion, I don't know what you think. Definitely a turning point, I would say, for the band. 
um, yeah. in the sense of like their musical style and sound, I think went much more straight rock and away from like the more like country vibes of their first couple albums. Um, but this also was the first album to feature Don Fingersfelder on lead guitar. So, you know, with that in mind, wanted to see what your thoughts were on, uh, on the border. I think it's definitely like one that you don't think of when you're thinking about the Eagles. Like a lot of people automatically go to like, you know, one of these nights or hotel California or the long run, like the, or their first album really. Yeah. Or their first album. And I think on the border and Desperado kind of, you know, fall at the wayside. They get lost in the shuffle. They do. But I, I really enjoy it. I mean, I think Already Gone might be one of my favorite songs by them. And it's not even a song that they wrote, which is I didn't even, you know, hand up, didn't even realize that until I started doing the research. It's got a killer guitar solo, too. Fingers Felder, man. Making his mark right away. Yeah, I I think you could tell immediately right away that the music styles changed because everything before that was like a Bernie Leiden solo, which was totally you know, uh, based on country music and banjo playing again, like that, that picking style. Um, and I think it really kickstarts the album pretty well. And then the album ends with probably one of their most recognizable songs, best of my love. First number one hit. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Well, it shows that like, you don't need all your best songs on side one, you know, James Dean's a pretty good song too. And not a lot of people talk about it. Yeah. I would say it's definitely an like, you know, we talk about it all the time, but just like trackless construction. If you look at the, the, you know, the A and B side, you have already gone midnight flyer and on the border on the A side, which in my opinion are all, you know, pretty solid songs already gone. We already talked about that. Um, Got a couple of good deep cuts. Like you never cry like a lover. Good song sung by Don Henley. And then on the B side, I kick it off with James Dean, which was actually co-written by Jackson Brown. Didn't know that. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. (laughs) And sorry to uh, spoil that trivia there for you, Guy. Um, Are you looking at on Wikipedia? Do you see who wrote Old 55? Tom Waits. Damn. Didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so like they're still mixing in, I feel like, some like country vibes into the album too, because you know. Still have Bernie Leadon. This was, I think, his second to last album because I think he left after one of these nights. Um, and then, yeah, you have, I think, Good Day in Hell is a good song too. And then finished up with Best of My Love, like I said. So, or you said. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a good album. I definitely think it gets yeah. lost in the shuffle. People forget about it, even though it's got a hand, you know, two of their most recognizable songs for sure and already gone at Best of My Love. But it's still a solid album. And I feel like this is kind of them like building towards like Hotel California, which is like their, you know, obviously most recognizable album. So, you know, yeah, not to keep using the same analogy, but, you know, on the border walked. So Hotel California and like Long Run and those more recognizable albums could run, I feel like. So, you know, any final thoughts before we uh, make the transition? Here's a trivia question for you. What movie was Tom Waits in? And he sings in the movie. No idea. Shrek. 
What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? He's in Shrek 2. Oh, Shrek. What what scene is it? Uh, he plays uh, the piano player in the bar. Oh, yeah. When they're yeah, going to like... Ca- he plays Captain Hook. <laughs> oh, <that> boy. <laughs> what a cameo. I know. Big fan. That's too yeah. funny. It's a really good song, too. If you haven't heard that song, it's pretty good. I just watched Shrek 1 like a month ago. I haven't watched the second one in a while, but I'll have to go back and I got to go back and listen to it. So word. Hi. Well, we could probably transition into our next recap. Um, Like I said, by the time you listen to this episode, this one will have been released already. Um, But second album here is the January 1981. I think absolute smash hit. Way to kick the door in oh, on the 80s. Unbelievable. Uh, this album is uh, Paradise Theater by Styx. So I think we were kind of workshopping a couple of albums to feature, and uh, you brought this one up, and instantly I was like, how have I, how have we not featured this one yet? Because it, yeah. uh, it is one that I hold near and dear to my heart. You know, so very important part of my collection. So... To give a couple of just quick hitting facts here, like I said, it was released January 1981. It was the 10th studio album of the Chicago native Styx. Mm-hmm. Uh, widely considered, and in my opinion, it definitely is their most commercially successful album. Fourth consecutive album to be certified triple platinum, which is just absolutely bonkers. Um, number one for three weeks. Number one for three yeah. weeks. Um, and maybe you can touch on like the meaning behind the album, but, um, it's a concept album and all the songs walk through a fictional history of the, uh, Chicago paradise theater from Mm -hmm. its opening, uh, in 1928 to its closing in 1956. So, yeah. Well, so I was, I'm going to try, I want to try and pull up the lyrics. Um, cause I think it starts off great. With AD 1928 and Rock in the Paradise. I mean, every single song on it is so good. The first the side. Rock, the A side is just so straight good. years. It's straight Too years. Much time on my hands. Nothing ever goes as planned. The best of times. And then I think a half penny, two pennies, okay. But then AD 1958, which is, is the. And so like it's the it's it follows the beginning of A.D. 1928. Um, it's like what would be the second half of it because they're short songs. It's pretty cool. And it it kind of ties into Best of Times as well. But I want to pull up the lyrics and just walk through them. Yeah, uh, this is actually I think this is my favorite Sticks album. It's so fun to listen to because of the fact that it's the concept album. And. Like a concept album is like, you know, if you're not really thinking about what it is right away, uh, it, it, it's like every song kind of ties together somehow um, to like and a tells a story. Yeah. And tells a story. So the first thing I'll say is it was recorded in Oaklawn and the majority of Oaklawn. Sticks, uh, Sticks records were actually um, recorded in the Chicagoland area. Um, but you know, the first lyric tonight's the night will make history. Sure's dogs can fly and I'll take any risk to tie back the hands of time. Um, 
they talk about turning on the theater lights and brighten the darkest skies here at the paradise. And then it goes right into rock in the paradise, which is, I don't know how that turned on. I turned off my notifications. That's annoying. I got an old ribbity do rats. You're a popular man. Oh, it's in school email too. Yuck. But it's, it's very fun. It's very much like, Broadway-ish. I think it, the you could easily say the album ties a lot of its influence to like musicals and you know plays, and it kind of sounds like a 1950s. Um, like there's like a lot of 1950s references in there too. So yeah. it's really fun. It's progressive. It's it's definitely commercially successful. So it's super enjoyable if you guys haven't heard it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's it's uh. It's an album that is a very special part of my collection Um, to tie back more into like the concept album. Like Mike said, it starts in 1928 and then it goes to the closing of the theater in 1956. And Dennis D. Young, who's the lead singer and one of the main songwriters of the band, um, he wrote all he wrote the songs and the lyrics along with Tommy Shaw as a metaphor of like the changing and like social and like political times of the seventies and eighties. Um, and he, he talks about how he, he thinks or how he interprets the album as like one of hope and renewal of America while also pointing out like a lot of the problems that people face in the country every day. So like you can look at some of the songs about like, you know, too much time on my hands, like talking about how, you know, people can sometimes feel lost um, and then nothing ever goes as planned, which is my personal favorite on the album. You know, I think I shade definitely more towards uh, songs that Tommy Shaw wrote, who's the lead guitarist. But this, you know, Dennis D. Young, I think this is probably one of his better songs, if not one of his best. Um, maybe not super recognizable and it wasn't the most commercially successful single on the album but it's definitely my favorite um it talks a lot about like the inevitable like failure that people feel and how like you can try to keep doing the right thing all the time but you just keep coming up short and failing you know i think one of the lyrics is like you're dreaming of you're like dreaming about going on vacation and all of a sudden like things come crashing down and you're you know the world you know hits you square in the balls and so like it's just a really cool album. Like I've said, the A side is just pure heaters, but there's a couple of good deep cuts like She Cares and Snowblind, which are some good ones on the B side. So, you know, you can obviously tell that we we are big fans of this album. Um, so, you know, if you haven't checked it out yet, I would highly, highly recommend. Um, it's but my quick, too. It goes by fast. Like it's Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty short. Quick. Yeah, it's pretty short. And I think maybe we could close it out with my uh, my question to you. I kind of alluded to it that I'm more of a Tommy Shaw guy. But do you think you're you shade more towards songs that Dennis D. Young wrote or Tommy Shaw? I like Dennis D. Young until he wrote Mr. Roboto. Yeah, that's, I guess, another good thing to point out about this album is that. So, like I said, four consecutive uh, platinum albums by sticks. So you start with, um, what's it called? Grand illusion pieces of eight cornerstone, and then mm-hmm. peaking with paradise theater pretty much after paradise theater, like 
the band just went straight down the tubes, uh, like not right away, but like over the course of time, like Kilroy was here as the next album a couple years later. And that's the album that has Mr. Roboto on it. And that was the last that was the last Sticks album to feature like their most successful lineup, which had like Dennis D. Young, Tommy Shaw, J.Y. Young and uh, Chuck and John uh, Panozo. So, you know, this was like their peak. I feel like like all of the albums that came before it were amazing and like building towards Paradise Theater. And then this was kind of it, you know, after that. It kind of you had one more album and it was pretty much it. And they like completely shifted musical styles on Kilroy yeah. was here, too. So, you know, they started off as like a really progressive rock band. And then they brought in Tommy Shaw and they went a little bit more to poppy and like straight rock while keeping yeah. them like prog rock um, roots. But then like pretty much after Paradise Theater, Dennis D. Young was like, fuck this, like, we're going back to prog rock and, like, weird shit, so, you know, it's kind of cool because, like, you know, this was it, in my opinion, at least, like, mm. this was their peak, so pretty cool Dennis, album overall. Young plays everything. I mean, if you if you look at it, it only says he plays keyboard, lead, and backing vocals, but he plays the accordion on so many songs, like, he he's, uh, like, a musical renaissance man. Yeah, he's really cool. He's a cool guy. Yeah, and he dresses up on stage in this album, with, like dressed up as like a nineteen, like nineteen fifties, forties barbershop, like a like like he's cutting hair. He's got, you know, the long white shirt with the the wraps on the sleeves. It's kind of fun. Yeah, really cool. So yeah, needless to say, we love this album. So look for the, you know, like I said, this will already be released. So catch us on our Instagram page for uh, both of these albums, and uh, you know. If you don't have it in your collection already, would highly recommend getting both. So yeah. I guess with with that, shall we transition into a little trackless oh, takedown? <laughs> no, we haven't done one of these in a couple of weeks after uh, doing two fairly quickly back to back a couple episodes ago. Um, so we wanted to make you know bring it back, mix it in a little bit here for a very uh, relevant topic. So. This week's trackless takedown, um, because Mike was just on his uh, cross-country wagon train back to AZ, we're doing best songs for a cross-country road trip. Yes. So, Mike, when you were building your list, what kind of songs were you going for? Like, what was your overall vibe? I can't tell you. No, my overall vibe was, uh, I mean, it's like songs you could sing to. But also songs that kind of make the car ride go by faster. But that just when you think about the song, it's just like, okay, I'm in I'm in my car, I got the windows rolled down, and I'm cruising. For sure. Yeah. I same thing. I I wrote down has to be a a lot of bops. Yeah. The songs have and the the key is like singability and like you said, keeping time moving because if you're in the car like if you're in the car for like a couple of hours, like I don't consider that a road trip. Like a road trip has to be multiple, multiple, multiple hours for sure. You know, probably multiple days. Like I consider like an eight or more hours as a cross country trip.
I say 12 or more. You got to be able to break it up in a day or two. Yeah. I don't know. I just do the, I just do the trek to Casey of decent amounts and I need bops and a good yeah. car playlist when I drive the eight, nine hours to Casey. So that's why I consider that the, the floor and anything over that cool. is considered a road trip. So, you know, I'll uh, I'll let you do the honors and you can you can kick it off with your first song on must have for a cross country road trip. Banana phone, Rafi. No, um, Jackson Brown running on empty. Great song. I mean, I was I remember I was listening to the drive one morning and Sherman and Tingle. I think Tingle said that uh, when he when he makes a playlist for the car, it's got to have running on empty on it. Shout out Sherman and Tangle. Talking about driving, you know, you're running on, you're running on fumes, but, uh, you're just, you're running into the sky, you know what I mean? So you're just going. Great song. Ironically enough, that was on the playlist that I was listening to when you called me. I think I was actually listening to that song when you called me before we started recording. So couldn't agree more. It's a a must have. Jackson Brown has very singable. Like I said, the key is singability. Mm-hmm. He's got singable songs, and I feel like he you could have an entire car playlist of Jackson Brown songs to get you through a, a long road trip. So I agree. Solid, solid first song. So my first song that I'm doing, it's probably a little chalky, but it's a great song. And like I said, singability. Long song keeps the time passing. Bohemian Rhapsody, Queen. It's in my playlist. It's in my car the key, playlist. the key with that one though, is I feel like you need somebody else in the car to yeah, do the yeah. harmonies with. If you're in the car alone, it's a bit depressing just to be yeah. jamming out to Bohemian Rhapsody. But it, it was an easy song that I had to put on my list. So, you know, going back and forth with the other person with the falsettos, the uh, you know, the head banging from uh, Wayne's World. What's it, exactly, Wayne's World. So. Yeah, it's a great song. Had to have it. So, I agree. It's a good one. I uh, I got for my next one. Let it ride. Bachman Turner Overdrive. Good song. Good song. Big fan. Yeah. Oh, it's classic. <laughs> I'm sure Dad was a big fan of having BTO in the car. He's a big Bachman oh, yeah. Turner Overdrive fan. So. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Great one. Great one. So my second song, it is uh I was having a hard time. I had a couple that I just like had to have on here, but then there was like I was having trouble filling out the last couple of slots. And then a TV show popped into my brain. And that immediately triggered this song. And I was like, oh well, obviously it has to be. It has to be on in the car. You know, it's talking about traveling. It's, it's a jam. Nope. It's I'm going to be 500 miles. The oh, great song. <laughs> so obviously, if you don't know, the show is uh, How I Met Your Mother. The, uh, wow. the Fiero, when they get the tape deck stuck in the car and they listen to 500 miles on repeat. Mm-hmm. And it's the only song that plays in the car. So, yeah, had to have it. Well, I mean, if you're saying that, I wasn't going to add it, but I'm on my way by the Proclaimers is my third song. Also in I'm Shrek. 
from misery to happiness today. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Great song. Great song. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw that as an honorable mention in mine, just outside yeah. the top five for sure. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, number three for you. That was it. Oh, that was your third <laughs> song? Snuck it right oh. in there. Hell yeah, I love it. Big fan. <laughs> All right, well, I guess I'll go again. So I feel like this band... I'd say in their earlier stuff is definitely similar vibes to uh, BTO in some respects. I feel like they definitely got more yacht Rocky as their career went on, but uh, I'm going Doobie brothers rocking down the highway. Great song. Yeah. brothers. It's off of uh, Toulouse street. Great album. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, rocking down the highway, just the bam, 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 bam. Also, another thing that I feel like you need to have in a car playlist is a lot of songs that are good for uh, air guitars, air drums, the keyboards. Like you yeah. got to use the dashboard as a keyboard. The steering wheel is your drums. Your passengers have to be rocking the air guitar. So, mm-hmm. and I feel like rocking down the highway is a is a great song too because it's like. It starts off with that, like, just like, bow, bow, and then it's got like the the heavy drums, like, and the keyboards, and it's got the whole package. So, had to have Great it on job. there. Oh, I totally agree. Actually, I don't think that's in my car playlist, but if it's not, I'm going to add it. Yeah, you got to add it. It's a banger. My, uh, my fourth song is not by Rascal Flats, but it's by Tom Cochran, and that's Life is a Highway. How I had that not? as an honorable mention. <laughs> I remember this kid in my class was trying to tell me that life is a highway was written by the cars, like the band, the cars. And I'm like, no, it's, Tom it's in the movie cars. And she's like, well, sure. my, my dad told me it was written by the cars. And I'm like, yeah, it's in the movie cars. It's and I, I had to cars. look it up and she still didn't believe me. And I'm like, okay, this is a pointless conversation. Are you a Rascal Flats version or an OG version guy? Well, I have the Rascal Flats version in only because I have other Rascal Flats songs. But have to. All, they're good for a car playlist too. They got a you know a long catalog of good songs for the car. Yeah, I have two Rascal Flats, so that's why I have the Rascal Flats version in. Yeah, I'd say I definitely probably shade more towards Rascal Flats version for the car. Even though the original version, I think, is better, the yeah. Rascal Flats version is just a little bit more like upbeat. Keep like, like I said, you got to keep moving. You got to mm-hmm. keep time passing. You can't get too down. You can't get too road weary. So, yeah, great pick. All right. My fourth song, um, like I said, it's all about the air instruments, air guitar, drums. Um, and this one specifically for the air keyboard and it's Vanessa Carlton, a thousand miles. Song of our childhood. I was not expecting that. It's a great song. It's a bop. No, it's not. It's a jam, my man. No, it's not. I can't believe you're not a fan. I was not expecting that. It's a jam. You know, it's good for your co your you know your co-pilot. You can sing, you can just scream the harmonies in the car. It's got singability, so I'm a big big fan of a thousand miles. Great song. Boy, <laughs> I, can, I can tell by your face that uh, you strongly disagree. 
I, uh, that song is not touching any of my playlists. Oh, come on, man. I'm sorry. Were you too young for that to be like an anthem no. of your childhood? No. Just not a big fan of it. I'm a huge fan. It was some girl piped it up at karaoke at mom's place. Shout out mom's place in Chicago. Great karaoke bar. And it just it captivated the crowd. If we did a karaoke song tracklist takedown, which we should in the future, that you know that's definitely on no, there. Oh, no. it's a jam. It's a banger. No. Whatever. Guess we might just have to agree to disagree on this one. Sure. All right. Um, Round it out. My last song. How could you not put it in a car playlist or a road trip playlist? Starts off the trip right on the highway on the road again. Willie. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Yeah, that's that's on my honorable mentions for sure. That's a great song. And it's it was recently uh, adapted in the uh, this year's March Madness commercials for Capital One. Oh, yeah. Great. Great. First of all, Capital One. I don't know whatever you're doing or who's creating your commercials, but you got to double their salary because yeah, particularly sure. just during March Madness, because whatever you're if you're like locking them in a room or not giving them any food or water, I hope you are. But they yeah. pump out the best commercials for March Madness. And that song was in one this year. And he was in it. He was in the commercial, too. So got to love it. Hmm. Yeah. Big fan. But yeah, not to detract from the pick, but it's a great song. And like you said, to, to have that be the first one when you're pulling out of the driveway or your parking spot or wherever, it's just like, yeah. ah, this is going to be a good trip. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. So. All right. My last song, another good karaoke song. It's a personal favorite of mine. And uh, you know what it is. It's uh, Mark Cohn walking in memphis oh jesus and you you gotta play it for if you're watching on on instagram you gotta play it up here you gotta play the piano way up here and uh you just got it again it's a it's it's all about the air instruments and the keyboard on that is uh it's a jam not a fan (laughs) i like it it's just your list is whack i know it's got everything. Like I said, it's singability. It's keeping the time moving. It's bops. So, but big, yeah, they're jams, jams top to bottom. What uh, what are your honorable mentions? I was gonna have you pull those up first because oh, they're on my phone. Yeah, I uh, I thought about trucking. Um, Casey Good Jones, one. you know. Besides, couple the of dead classics. Only Daddy Little Walk the Line by Waylon Jennings. It's, it's from Talladega Nights. Great song. And Dude, Mad Men. It's in a great scene in Mad Men. Oh, when he, yeah. He walks out of the hotel just ripping a tiggy and he tosses his sunglasses on and it's just like, bam, 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 Great classic. song. Great song. Yeah, Dear Mr. Fantasy's on there too. Um... The dead version or the uh, Doctor no, John? No, the, the original. The no, no, no. It's uh, it's traffic with uh, traffic. Uh, yeah, with uh, Steve Winwood. Um, oh boy, Steve I have, Winwood. I got some Kiss in there. Uh, you gotta have a Wheel in the Sky by Journey. I've been everywhere, Johnny. Oh, I've been everywhere, man, um, Johnny Cash. I like having Back in Time and Power of Love. Couple of Huey songs, big fan. 
Um, the Highwaymen by The Highwaymen, always a classic. Oh, Radar Love. Shout out, Mr. Stevens. The Rowan in the Honda Radar Odyssey, Love. Radar Love, and El Rey. I was also going to do uh, Promised Land by Elvis. That's a good one. That's a good one for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. I got uh, American Girl, Tom Petty. Oh, yeah. Good one. Tom Petty, I feel like, is just like any Tom Petty song would be good yeah. for a uh, for a Run car playlist. A yeah, yeah, Running Down a Drain. Running Down a Drain, but that's okay. <laughs> You got to you got to admit it's it's when you're a kid it kind of sounds like ow, 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 ow. I'm running down drain doesn't it kind of sound like that a little bit a little bit um the eagles life in the fast lane um another good one speaking of tom petty traveling woolberries end of the line uh brandy looking glass great song good for a car uh, Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen, um, or Thunder Road too. Just like you know, mm-hmm. talking about passing the time, long song, singability. Um, just scrolling through my list here to see if I miss any. Take it on the run, Ario Speedwagon. I feel like Ario doesn't get enough love. Yeah, Ario Speedwagon should definitely be on a playlist. They got Bob. I have it on mine. Panama, Van Halen. Oh, yeah. It's getting a little hot in here. I can barely see the road from the heat coming off. Oh, yeah. The weirdest couple lines in a song. Kind of an out there one, but December 1963, Oh, What a Night. Frankie mm. Valley. That's not terrible. It's not a bad one. Did you say Take It Easy yet or no? Take It Easy. Did not say that one yet, but one. Here I Go Again, White Snake. Oh, yeah. It's in my car playlist. It's a good one. And uh, last one I'll I'll shout out is uh, R.O.C.K. in the USA, John Mellencamp. What about sucking on chili dogs? Little Jack. That's a good on one for just dogs, like sucking on chili dogs. Sucking on again, chili. air air instruments, the drum solo, the breakdown. I also good have hold on loosely and caught up in you. Oh, that's a good one. Those are good ones. You know what That's actually good makes good car playlists is 90s Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah. I'd say they definitely got more like poppy yeah, jams yeah. for the car. Bad Company by Bad Company. Don't Bring Me Down, ELO. Hammer Smash Face, Cannibal Corpse. One that's a little slower, but probably still good for the car. Rocket Man, Elton. Oh, Good for like slow, singing, slow down, slow down a little bit, mix it in in the middle when you're not expecting it. So the car, our, our playlist ended with "End of the Line" by oh, Traveling Wilbury and finished with "Bad Moon Rising." Good one. That's a. Those yeah. are two. That's. Did you time it so that it would end with "End of the Line" or it just it happened? Yeah. That's sick. We waited like. 18 hours to hear banana phone though and it came on so i told him i was like oh man my favorite song's coming up get ready and he's like and he was just guessing he's like really i'm like yeah i'll give you a hint it's it's tactically placed based on the cue after another really good song just it was really true it was a really good song followed by banana phone 
And the entire time he's like, is this it? I'm like, no. He's like, and then another song came out. He's like, this can't be it. And I'm like, it's not it. And then <laughs> foreplay long time came on. He's like, no way. This is it. I'm like, Nope. Foreplay long time is a good one. Next song, but phone was the next. (laughs) After foreplay long time, I can just hear it fading out, and then all of a sudden, (laughs) (laughs) he he looks at me and he's like, "Is this it?" I'm just rocking out, snapping my fingers, singing, and he's like, "Don't tell me this is it." I didn't even acknowledge it for the entire time. (laughs) <laughs> that is like a ticking time bomb in the middle of a playlist. <laughs> and honestly, though, like you need like funny songs like that because like yeah. eventually you're going to listen to like, you know, hundreds of songs and just be like completely like mush scrambled egg brain. And then you need like a Raffi song in there just to like, yeah, throw off the vibe. It made it so much better because it's so goofy i mean he's just oh, like man. ding 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 donanaphone yang 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 phone. i'll call oh, the white man. house have a chat operator give me beijing ching ching <laughs> oh man uh, it's a phone with a peel <laughs> We could probably end this episode there. I had a couple other honorable mentions, but I feel like it's uh, it's only appropriate that we uh, we finish this episode off there. Oh, so, man. you know, needless to say, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. And you got some good, uh, good bops to add to your playlist for a long road trip to round make out sure the summer here. Don't yeah, make sure you it. mix banana phone in there to, uh, you know, throw off if the vibes for the rest it, of the people in the car. Favor and listen to it. Yeah, yeah, it's a jam. It's a jam if you haven't heard it. If you know, you know. But yeah, definitely throw it in there to to uh, throw your friends off that are in the car. But, uh, you know, Neil say, good that you made it back safe to AZ. Glad that you got some good entertainment in the car. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. And like I said, we're we're trying still to line up this interview. We uh, we met with the professor recently and we just got to we just got to find time that works for him and the rest of the rest of the gents. So hopefully we can line up that interview here soon. But, uh, you know, Neil's to say, Mike, have fun as always. Take it easy. Glad you're back in AZ, guy. Take it easy. She's my lady. And that's what I say. And as you know, if you get confused, just listen to the music play, baby. Take it easy, Uh, guy. I always listen to the music play, guy.